Ooh, fun facts, facts of fun with Allison and Caitlin. Oh yeah! Hi, and welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Caitlin. Hi. And RJ. Hello. So, Fun Facts Live is brought to you by Match Solitaire. Free Cell meets Match 3 to create a whole new type of puzzle. With 25,000 levels, over 10 million unique puzzles, and a ton of cute characters to unlock, there's always a fresh Match Solitaire Puzzle to fit your skill level and mood. Available now in the App Store and on Google Play. So, Allison, what have you got for us today? What's your fun fact? So, there's going to be a preamble preface. I'm sorry. Um, honestly, don't know if I've talked about this. Not, I know I haven't talked about it on the podcast. There's a high probability I've talked about it on the stream. But as <laughs> oh, I was I thinking... Think I know this one. Yeah, as I was thinking about it, I was like, but I... If I had, I would remember what Caitlin had to say about it. And I couldn't oh remember what Caitlin had to say about it. So that convinced me I hadn't brought it up yet. Um, but I think in if you've been following the news this week, and I, we don't talk about, you know, like current events or pop culture, but there is one scandal in the news right now about the history of Flaming Hot Cheetos. Oh, I, I don't know if anybody else has heard I about this. Had not heard this. Um, Only tangentially. Yeah. So essentially, there is like a a story in popular culture that a um, custodian at the Frito Lay company, now owned by Pepsi, um, pitched the idea for Flaming Hot Cheetos, and then he had a long storied career um, as an executive at Pepsi, and then the Los Angeles Times did an investigation this week that indicated that perhaps that wasn't the true origin of Flaming Hot Cheetos. So I didn't want to get into that whole thing because it seems like... But well, you just did. Well, it's to preface my thing. <laughs> okay, okay. I wanted to talk about another snack food corporate espionage. Oh, so this is like a snack scandal. fact. It's a, it's snack, a snack leading fact. up to the main course snack fact. Also, it's a fact about a snack. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So I want to talk about the history of Pop-Tarts. Yes. Ooh. Have I she talked about I don't think you've talked about this before. Okay. okay. Not this I just got to say, okay. So uh, Alice and I both got our um, our second shot together. Yeah. Um, our second dose. On Monday. Uh, uh, and uh, we both had... Um, Pretty terrible symptoms, but oh, for, no. for 24 hours, yeah, it's just 24 to be expected. Hours. It wasn't that yeah. bad in, no. in retrospect, but um, Allison was all prepared and had us all stocked up with with comfort food so that yeah. we could just uh, <laughs> just chill and snack. And one of the one of our top favorites was pop tarts. Yeah. So yeah, we ate a whole the extra large case of pop tarts. Case. Yeah, it was pretty it's big. It's a large it's box. A lo- it's a large box. It's one box. box. Yes. Case implies a <laughs> collection a of, of smaller boxes. <laughs> yes. yes. We, we each ate six Pop-Tarts in a 48-hour period. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Pop-Tarts, they're awesome. Pop-Tarts are awesome. Tell us. Um, so Pop-Tarts came into existence uh, in 1964, um, but they were not the first fruit-filled toaster pastry in the market. What? But they did dominate the market. So um, originally, the idea for the fruit-filled toaster pastry came from the Post Company, as opposed to 
Pop-Tarts, which are owned by Kellogg. Um, uh-huh. So they came up with, I guess, I don't know, the best way to describe it is kind of a, a shelf-stable fruit filling. So like it was, a jelly. Like a jelly. A yes. jam. A jam. Okay. Um, that, so it was <laughs> that doesn't pop- seem like super innovative, but okay. Well, all right. Jam. Where were you? Pitching long music. before sixties, didn't it? <laughs> but it wasn't encased in bread. Oh, that's it wasn't it. encased in okay. a in a shell. Okay, of that's any the kind. innovation. I think okay. so. Um, so the post company came up with this, and they were they really thought it was going to be a game changer. So they started um, kind of doing public facing marketing for their product called Country Squares. Country squares. Country squares. Okay. But they started their marketing campaign before they actually had the full-scale production in place. Oh, okay. So Kellogg was actually able to beat them to market with the actual product, <laughs> despite having only Ooh. developed it after, as a result of the country squares marketing campaign. Oh my gosh. So they, yeah. So they actually saw the ad. Mm-hmm. Like we need to get in on this, yep. and came out with their product first. Yeah, and they became the dominant the product Pop-Tart. in the market. I've never seen a country square. <laughs> I don't never Mm-mm. seen a country square. Also, no. pop tarts aren't square. I don't know if country squares are squares. Pop tarts are rectangles, as illustrated by RJ's drawing. So, yeah, <laughs> which is making me hungry. By the way, <laughs> they're so delicious. <laughs> they really are. There's something so. Com- does, every, does everyone else like pop tarts? Uh, I think we should share our favorite pop tart. Yeah. Okay, I also have a personal story about Pop-Tarts. Oh, all right. So my favorite... Um, Oh, go ahead. Go go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, okay, so my favorite is the... Oh, gosh. Brown sugar cinnamon. Yes, brown sugar cinnamon. Oh, that's mine too. Really? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Allison, that's not her favorite. Well, it's my second favorite. My top one is... um, I like the cherry. Oh. Mm. I like the... I like like a pink tart. (laughs) RJ, do you have a favorite... (laughs) Um, I like the the cherry and the. I think there's a strawberry one, right? Yeah, I don't eat pop yep. tarts that often. <laughs> you My shouldn't. You should really should. So yeah, <laughs> we don't yeah. have a lot of like sugary breakfast stuff. My mom's a dentist. So oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't have them very I, often. I did not grow up with pop tarts either, but they are uh, they're an adult luxury. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I also did not grow up with pop tarts and. And I, but I remember distinctly the first time I had a pop tart because I was, I think, I was in college. So I think I was maybe twenty. Oh wow! And I had just come back from a, a trip to Europe and was hideously jet lagged, awake at like four in the morning, <laughs> in a hotel with my mother. And I, and I woke, you know, you wake up super early right when you come back from you know, a, a time zone that's far ahead of where you were. And this was, and I was, I lived on the West coast at the time. So I was like eight hours. It was like, it's like a six or eight hour difference. It's quite a bit. Wow. So <laughs> I, I wake up very early in the morning, starving hungry in this hotel. And I, so I go down the hall to the vending machine. And the only thing that is remotely <laughs> breakfasty because it's mostly like M&Ms and Snickers bars oh. and various chocolate things. And I, that's not what I want. I, want I mean, I might too. argue for Snickers, but yeah, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the only thing that is remotely breakfasty is like, I think, and I think it was strawberry is our strawberry Pop-Tarts. I'm like, well, I, no time like the present. I guess I'm going to have my first Pop-Tart. Yep. So I, I buy those Pop-Tarts and I take them back to the room and I just ate them. I was so hungry that I didn't care. Oh, and you just, that, you I didn't even like, toast them? 
I didn't even toast him. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not sure we had a toaster in the hotel room. Right. And I was just so hungry. Um, so I ate them and I was like, well, that wasn't bad. And then I think a roommate at some point introduced me to the cinnamon sugar ones. And I was like, this is where it's at. <laughs> yes. And so um, that's, that's my, that is definitely my favorite flavor. I have not had them in, in a number of years though, because you know, it's like, it's the sort of thing where if you buy it, then you eat it. Right. Yes. But if you oh, just yeah. can mm-hmm. restrict yourself from buying it in the first place, yes. you don't miss it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of one of those things for me. So I just don't know how we did it. I think it's because we did, uh, we did keto for what, six months. Yeah. And um, that's a long time. Then we just mm-hmm. went insane. Yeah. We did go a little insane because I hadn't, <laughs> I had not been eating pop tarts before that uh, for years. And then, yeah, after like not eating sugar or anything for a while, and then you walk down that that breakfast aisle past the pop tarts, like yeah. wow. I, like, <laughs> I think it was a similar thing to to Caitlin for me because I had to go um, to my office to to pack some stuff up because when we like all return to the office, people's areas are moving, so I had to arrange for some stuff. And there is a vending machine with pop tarts outside of where my office is uh, so i think i saw that and was like pop tarts i think that's what originally like got it back in my brain yeah. um and then I, when we were gonna get our second dose of must have pop tarts yeah. in, yeah. the, mm-hmm. in the apartment danger danger um but i have two other just kind of related pop tart facts before i move on okay. to someone else's one is they were originally going to and i say it the american way they were going to be called fruit scones which a uh, Pop-Tart is nothing like a scone. Yeah, no. Or a scone, oh, depending on where you're from. And that would have not worked yeah. for me at all. But apparently um, somebody at Kellogg thought Pop-Tart was a fun play on the Pop-Art movement that was popular at the time. Oh. Um, oh. Interesting. Yeah, so I thought that was cute because <laughs> it's better than Fruit Scone. It's better than Country Square. So clearly they were onto something. Yeah. And then if you, you know, do care somewhat about your health, but are also open to eating Pop-Tarts, you know that a serving size for a Pop-Tart is one Pop-Tart, yet they come pre-wrapped <laughs> yes. in a oh, package no. of two Pop-Tarts. Um, and that's because the um, packaging, like manufacturing mechanism and the, um, now I can't find the name of the material, the foil wrapping they come in um, was so like new and expensive that it wasn't oh. cost effective to individually wrap one, oh. which is why they started oh. wrapping two together. Oh, yeah. save a little on packaging. Yeah, save on packaging. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. But yeah, it does make it really hard to eat just one. It does. Because it's not like <laughs> a it's not a package that's so durable that you can really rewrap the no. other tart. I've tried. No. Yeah. I've tried. And then, yeah, the one, or probably like one time I tried it, I toasted only one and then um, the other one was just sitting out because I couldn't repackage it and yeah. it just got eaten raw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I might as well just I mean, I would both. argue that the, the the cinnamon sugar one is just as good room temperature as it, it is. is toasted. Yeah. It's delicious. It's pretty good. Whereas I think the fruit ones really benefit from being toasted. Yeah. yeah. Also the oh, s'mores maybe. one. Have you ever had the s'mores oh. one? Oh, yeah. No. You That's have to toast good. that one, I think. I've never had that one. Okay. Well, we're not getting them. No. We're done. No, we're done. <laughs> we're done now. We we had a, so we, we converted the, the, dining the dining table, which is uh, normally has a puzzle on it. 
into the snack table and basically it was just piled with cookies and yeah. pop tarts <laughs> and yeah. chips chips did we get donuts this time i no, can't remember we did no. not have donuts. okay but it was but, a lot of stuff and it was gone in 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, but I like to have like the variety and the options, but David is more a volume snacker than like a satisfying. Oh so we're not allowed to do that again because yeah. I did not get my fair share of cookies. <laughs> I don't have self-control. It, yeah, it drives me crazy because she's a saver. So if, if like we both get a snack, it's gone instantly, mine is, and then you know, like the next night I have nothing and she's like pulling out. I'm like, where did you get those cookies? Like, I saved them from yesterday. I, like, <laughs> I hid them away from you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. So, yeah, it drives me crazy. I can't save. So yeah. I just I just have to buy small packages or none at all. Yep. Yep. But uh, oh, yeah. No, RJ has. RJ has drawn a, a red circle and crossed through the, through the pop tarts. No, no more. No more pop tarts. No more pop tarts. I need to post that We've on the exceeded our pop tart quota for 2021. The, the red X through the pop tart. Yeah. No. All right. Okay. Oh. So now that you've said, now that you've mentioned the, uh, exceeded your pop tart quota, do you have any? I feel like there are a few foods that I, mostly ones that I wasn't allowed to have as a child, but it's like now as an adult, I want them maybe like once a year and I have them and then I'm like, okay, I'm good again for another year. Like craft oh. macaroni and cheese. Like I want it like oh. once a year. I, I get a craving for it, and then once I have it, I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I can't believe and you I, said it's not that. that. I want more because <laughs> that was one of the the um, comfort food items she got. We never have never. craft macaroni and uh-huh. cheese. Yeah, but um, yeah, she got it, and I uh, and we yeah we ate it up last night. Yeah, we just had an entire yeah, but it's like it. there's some. <laughs> You know, there are some foods you you don't get them very often because you can't trust yourself with them. And then there are some that you don't get very often because you just don't want them very often. And that's how I that's that's what I, I yeah. how I feel about yeah. about that. Yeah, uh, mine that's, is that's mac and cheese. That is mine, mine is too. fountain cherry coke. Like that's I can't true. have oh. it. Like can't have it. Basically, I can have it. Maybe <laughs> I haven't been to the movies in so long, but it would be my movie treat. Like uh-huh. I could have a fountain cherry mm-hmm. Coke and maybe I'd go to a movie th- like in a theater twice yeah. a year, but I always have to have that. I don't want yeah. it in a bottle. I don't want it in a can. I want it from a fountain, but then it, it is an overwhelming flavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I miss um, when um, I don't, I'm sure you've seen those um, machines where you can mix and match yeah it's got a, like a touch mm-hmm. screen on it and yeah. you can mix and match whatever flavors you want well um, microsoft created the software for the original version of those machines and when i was oh, really? uh, when i was on the campus there and so they had demo units <laughs> on Uh-oh. the campus when it was like a super novel experience and uh i yeah cherry cherry coke was one of the flavors i used to mix in with with a variety of others so i yeah. had i had some of my some of my favorite mixes there. Yeah. Anyway. I like that you can put lime, the lime flavor in, in those because you oh. cannot buy. I miss Coke with lime that, you know, was around what, like 15 years ago that you could just buy at the grocery oh, store. I never and had they, that. they don't make it anymore. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Uh, they didn't make it for very long. And the, the, the commercials were the, you put the lime in the coconut because yeah. <laughs> you put the lime in the Coke. <laughs> uh. Instead of with the lime and the coconut. Anyway. Nice. 
Oh man, it's making me hungry. Yeah. Now it's all these weird flavors that, <laughs> like the vanilla one, I think is gross. I, oh, that's my favorite. I, I was really just going to say, I put vanilla in everything. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, yes. hate, I did not like vanilla, like, Oh man, that, that added. is top notch for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Caitlin, what have you got for us today? Uh, so my fun fact is so also sort of food related, but it's actually about utensils. Oh, oh. okay. So, or as... Most people call them silverware. Yeah. Okay. Um, so obviously, so we, you probably, so you probably know that what you actually are eating, what you, the silverware you use nowadays is probably, unless you're like super fancy, <laughs> it's probably stainless steel. Right. But back in the olden days, and especially people who were wealthy, they had, their silverware was actually made out of silver. Mm. And the reason that, silver was used initially back in the middle ages, probably, I don't know exactly how long this has been, but um, the reason, or at least part of the reason that it was used was because people thought that silver would indicate the presence of poison somehow. I don't know what they thought would actually happen. Like it would change color or what, but, um, but it was thought that if you had silver, utensils they would <laughs> alert you to the presence of poison in your food wow which sounds... this was a common concern for people yes yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. what a what um, a world <laughs> and and that sounds ridiculous but i think there actually is a tiny tiny grain of truth to that in that silver does not indicate the presence of anything but it is naturally antimicrobial yeah and so say, yeah it does in a way I mean, would would especially back in the olden days when food safety was not great, <laughs> right? Um, it would probably kill off some of the microbes that would otherwise make you sick. Wow, that's super. So cool. there probably is a grain of truth to that, but uh, somehow that became that got you know turned into. Well, I don't think that they knew that that was actually happening, but somehow this you know, there, this urban legend basically got started that silver would indicate the presence of poison. And, um, wow. And so that's why that's part of why it got used in silverware. So, so, uh, wow. that's fascinating. That's why it got popularized. Yeah. Yeah. I'd heard about the antimicrobial properties mm-hmm. when, um, I was helping, uh, research a hot tub <laughs> for a friend. And one of the things that we hated about the hot tub was the chlorine um Mm -hmm. smell so i'm trying to come up with other ways to sanitize the water and of course there's like um salt yeah as an option but then you're like you come out of the the hot tub like covered in a encrusted in salt anyway one of the more interesting options was silver um you can use silver uh, you can you can get a filter that's that's a uses silver to filter the water and kill harmful bacteria mm-hmm. in it. So mm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. If you ever get a <laughs> if you're ever in the market <laughs> for a hot tub, <laughs> check out the silver filter option. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, cool. Very that's cool. uh that's fascinating. Um yeah, yeah no I, I just assumed it was just like um kind of a show showing off your wealth that you have silver. Oh, there was probably some of that, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. 
But it, but it does seem like a real incredible pain because it tarnishes so quickly. Yeah. You have to yeah. constantly polish it. So mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense that they went through all that trouble because they thought it was saving their lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I d- I'm still blown away that um, it was a common concern that you might someone might be trying to poison you. Or that well, like it's under spoiled, is- like you would be poisoned by the right. food, uh, not that someone okay. was actively right. trying to poison you. Not necessarily like someone was trying to kill you, but... Yeah. <laughs> You're living right. like like uh, animals in in the wild kingdom, where you're just constantly on the lookout for someone trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's good to know that wasn't the case. No. All right. On that note, <laughs> RJ, what's your fun fact for today? Uh, so let's let's find out if I can. I'm going to do a little background for us here. If I can draw and talk at the same time. Okay. <laughs> What's the so uh, what's the flaming? That's a flaming hot cheetah. Hot yeah. cheeto. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what is on fire? Okay. So my my letters here are not turning out that great, but I was looking at um, the longest word words in the English language. Oh, okay. Um, and sort of the the popular one, I think, is anti-disestablishmentarianism yes, I that, heard that like when you're in elementary school you learn that one it's like the greatest thing ever right yeah. <laughs> um yes. so that is one of them super califragilistic uh, expialidocious that's that not is in the also on the list actually. oh it is <laughs> yeah okay so uh anti-disestablishmentarianism is the longest non-contrived and non-technical word okay. so it's on the I was actually on the Wikipedia page for like longest words mm-hmm. and the the column headers on this chart are the word, the number of letters, the meaning, um, the claim of like why it claims to be longer than these other that are apparently longer. Um, <laughs> and then there's a column for, there's a column for dispute and okay. they all have some dispute. That's hilarious. Uh, or another. <laughs> Most of them being that they're technical I see. Okay, so the, the actual mm-hmm. like number one, I'm not even going to try, and the reason I'm not going to try is that it's 189,819 characters long. Come on. And attempts to say the entire word have taken two to three and a half hours. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and it is the chemical composition of titan, I think T I T I N, which oh. is the largest known protein. So it's a protein sequence. Yep, chemistry, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my but gosh. Okay. The second second one on the list is almost two thousand letters, um, and it's the the name of a variation of E. coli. Uh, it's the longest mm-hmm. published word, but it's also technical. Um, there are some fictional ones. Uh, there's one that's a fictional dish of food which is the longest word coined by a major author and then of course supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is also on the list okay um so i th- like that that one 189,000 is crazy so i like googled that to see if it was one if it was true and you know why is it not always listed and i stumbled upon an article that has the longest words in various languages Oh. So that also is very interesting to me. Um, <laughs> and the the word that has the the Guinness Book of Re- 
excuse me, Guinness Book of World Records, longest word, comes from Sanskrit. Um, so I, I physically cannot attempt to pronounce it because it's <laughs> written in Sanskrit. I can't read Sanskrit characters. I don't know how they're pronounced. Um, it's 195 Sanskrit characters, wow. 428 when, when transcribed into our writing system. And wow. its translation is like a sentence. And it starts oh with, in it, the distressed caused by thirst to travelers was alleviated by clusters of rays of the bright eyes of the girls. And then it goes on and on and on. And it's like a paragraph in this one word. And it's a wow. word. <laughs> it's one word. I wonder how um, often you can actually incorporate that into conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seems yeah. completely it's, unusable. <laughs> Um, it, it sort of reminded me of what I, part of the reason I was looking at this was, uh, I don't know if y'all have seen the video of the Welsh weatherman saying the name of that town that's sort of abbreviated to Landfair, but it's like, oh, I think I have that seen long. that one. Yeah. And the name of the town is some translates to something like, you know, town by the river across two hills and, you know, on and on and on. <laughs> uh, but I love those like the um I think a previous stream I may have been pre-podcast uh talking about the the tapeworm words from German yeah yes mm -hmm. <laughs> I have those too so then on the other on the other side um and this is my last point I promise uh on the other side is the longest word in Vietnamese okay. is seven letters long what whoa so what? Um, so then I was reading about Vietnamese. And Vietnam Vietnamese... is seven letters long. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but the 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 word in Vietnamese is spelled N G H I E N G. Um, okay. And it's it's a single morpheme, not a word, but Vietnamese is like basically the opposite of German that instead of combining prefixes, prefixes and suffixes to words, they just combine a lot of small words. I see. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. it, it does say this only works if your definition of a word is a combination of letters surrounded by spaces, because in mm -hmm. their case, like the word, you know, a word doesn't really exist in Vietnamese. Oh. Um, but I thought that was super interesting because I've seen Vietnamese written before and I've seen, you know, it looks like a, a lot of really short words, but yeah. it makes sense that um, they sort of combine them and, you know, I, I would be interested in sort of learning how to read it, you know, how do you yeah. know when, if every syllable essentially has a space between it. Yeah. What's modifying what and mm -hmm. how, yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I've, that, I feel like I need to learn a little more about Vietnamese because I think that's also the language that has um, missing tenses as compared to other languages. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you mentioned so that when you were doing your localization. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. They can't um, speak about things that could have happened in the past. Yeah, they don't have a hypothetical tense. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah it makes it so... Um, apparently it's um, a, one theory is that it makes them resilient to um, you know not having a lot of regrets 
about their past, their actions in the past, because they can't really communicate about it or even think about it. Because, um, yeah. So anyway, languages are really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds like Vietnamese is one I definitely need to learn more about. Yeah. It sounds pretty unique. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm very much a language nerd. I think the very first time I came on the podcast, my or on the stream pre-podcast. Um, I had a, a language fact. I I would be perfectly content making that my brand on the podcast. I can bring a language fact every time because <laughs> yeah. it fascinates me. I love and I love studying languages and like learning different languages and stuff. And it's so I'd never I'd never heard that. I haven't really studied um, like non romance languages too much, uh, but they're so so interesting because you know completely completely different. Yeah, fascinating. So I'll, that, that's great. Well, I'll be the chicken guy. Um, you, you bring the word facts and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll settle in on our individual themes over time, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I should say I almost, almost brought a food fact and that would have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I changed my mind. So, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that would have been amazing. I'm sorry, I got de- I was gonna bring in a fact about knocking, but I got derailed doing my research. <laughs> yeah, and knocking I is to know in a why different I... form than like when you say the word knocking, I thought it would be like knocking on a door. But you're... I did mean knocking on. Oh, a door. you did? Yeah. Oh, because because I... I was I wanted to know why shaving a haircut was the most what I thought <laughs> okay. was the most popular knock. I could not find any information about it. Oh, but apparently yeah. that tune is offensive in other cultures. It has different rhymes associated with it. Oh, oh, yeah. The first time I heard it, it was a Volkswagen ad, and I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> yeah, That's stuck in there forever, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, wish I could like sear that one out, but no. Nope. But full circle, one of the possible origins was it was used as a shibboleth in um, POW camps in Vietnam. Where they would try to figure out if someone was really an American, and on on like the cell walls, they would do da 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 da, and they would wait for someone else to come back. Da da. Oh, yeah. Look at that! You tied it all together, cool. wrapped it up in a bow. Wow. But Pop Tarts was the backup because I, I didn't get very far in my research. <laughs> wow, that's amazing yeah. how there's some common theme almost every single time. Yep. You try hard enough, you can you can relate. <laughs> yeah. to any, two, any two topics. Yes, we did it. Yeah. All right. With that, um, our our um, fabulous in-house marketing and social media genius <laughs> RJ has some special messages to bring to you. Yes. Um, if you are listening to this podcast. Uh, please subscribe, leave us a review. It helps a lot. Um, Also, if you're listening to the podcast and not watching live, we do do this live um, every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern on Twitch. Uh, The Twitch username is Hot Chai Games. There will be a link in the episode notes. Also follow us on Instagram, Hot Chai Games, Facebook, Hot Chai Games. Uh, You get the idea. (laughs) Uh, Follow us everywhere. There will also be a link to our Discord if you want to discuss fun facts fun games fun things in general um and yeah you'll if you watch live you'll get to see the 
the art. Follow us on Instagram to see the time lapse of the art. And yeah, follow us everywhere because we're fun. Yeah. Um, it's, it is a lot of fun watching. So I get to watch you draw while we're talking. So that, that's actually, it's actually kind of fascinating. And uh, it's super cool that you're doing that. It makes the, the, the podcast a lot more interesting to, to watch, see what, how RJ is going to represent what we're talking about. Very yes. cool. Thanks for, and yeah, thanks for, for calling all that out. I'm so, I'm so terrible at, at that. I'm super happy and fortunate to have RJ on the team to, to take care of all this, this cool stuff and help to grow the community because I really do actually enjoy getting to interact with you all. So I hope to see you on Discord in particular where we can talk about fun things. All right, well, that is it for today. We'll see you again next Saturday for more fun facts. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Ooh, fun facts. Facts are fun with Addison and Kate.